Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018. So I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. And uh, uh, today's topic is really about microcap stocks and emerging companies. And it really comes from the fact that uh, every week it's constant in terms of people asking me about these types of stocks. And can you give me your thoughts on X? Or can you give me your thoughts on Y? And our live show, which is, if you haven't seen our live YouTube show, it's on at 7 to 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. And, you know, it's, and it's not just on the YouTube, um, on the show where people are asking me about these stocks. It's on uh, our Facebook page. It's on emails. It's, it's quite amazing how many questions. And in terms of, in terms of sort of percentage weightings, of looking at or people wanting me to look at these sorts of stocks and give them feedback on them is about three to three out of every four um, these sorts of stocks or these emerging companies now really what people are doing here is they're looking at these low end of the marketplace and their perception is that they'll make far more money out of these and the other perception is that these stocks are cheap now you probably if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you know my thoughts on what's a cheap stock and what's a not a cheap stock and um, for those people who've read my book accelerate your wealth uh, it's your money your choice um, they definitely know what my views on buying cheap now one of the most google terms that i we you can see if you go to google and you look at you know share terms on the share market what people are googling they google things like um, best small cap stock, best speculative stocks, um, but there's a big one, you know, best stocks under ten cents. Um, all these sorts of terms, uh, micro cap stocks to buy. Uh, there's a whole range of these terms that people uh, Google, and it's massive a number of these people people googling that. So, what is a micro cap? What is a speculative stock? What's an emerging company? And really, what is it? And are they good investments for you? You know, are they a good buy? Meaning, you're going to make money, or or investing in them? Are you really saying goodbye to your money uh, because you've invested in them? So, um, to, to give you a bit of a, an idea, the S and P um, have. Um, some information. If you go to the S&P website and go to the Australian website and look at emerging companies um, in terms of emerging companies index, you've got all the different indexes. You can get it off the ASX website, but if you just type into Google, you know, um, micro cap stock index or emerging companies index, it'll probably bring up the link into wherever that is on the website. I know to me, I, when I go to the S&P website, um, even for me, it's confusing about where to go and how to find the information I'm looking for. So I can understand other people getting a little bit uh, lost in that anyway. But a bit of an idea for the Emerging Companies Index on the ASX. Uh, if you're looking at that 
um, it or the S&P Emerging Companies Index on it. Um, basically, it's weighting companies by market capitalization. Now, we're looking at stocks sort of outside the top 300 shares on the Australian stock market. Now, to give you an indication um, from as a fund manager and as a trader myself, I don't go outside the top 100. That's what gives you an indication. So we're talking about outside the top 300. Now, once you get outside the top 100, there's a, not a lot of liquidity. Uh, liquidity really fast drops off after outside the top 100 because when you're talking about most of the money traded on the stock market, it's done by institutions and they do um, index weighting on there. And the, what happens is, is that there's a lot of the, the money is on super funds and big managed funds. Now, super funds don't invest in emerging companies. They just don't. They're always looking at stocks in that top 100, top 200, but mainly that top 100, top 50, top 20. So that's where most of the money's going into those sorts of stocks that keep them moving on quite nicely. Now, with the emerging companies index, you're talking about, um, it's been around, um, it launched in 2009 after the GFC. And um, what we're looking for is, when you look at the historical performance based on the S&P website, and you can compare in the small ordinaries index to the emerging companies. Now, the emerging companies is the micro caps we're talking about. Okay, so when you can compare the small ordinaries and the S and P ASX 200, so the top 200, the small ordinaries against the emerging companies index, both other index absolutely kill the emerging companies index for growth. So the it's amazing. The only point in time that the emerging companies index was outperforming those two was, um, well, actually really hasn't outperformed those two from looking at the figures that I've actually got here. But um, it is, it's one of those indexes where it's very volatile and it's very, very hit and miss. Now, excuse me for flipping around my pages with all the different um, information on it, but looking at returns on it, you know, your benchmark returns over 10 years, uh, the benchmark total returns, again, according to S&P, 10% over 10 years. On that index, so you can see how hit and miss that index is. Now, when you compare that to the All Ordinaries Index or um, the um, XJO, which is the top 200 stocks, you'll you'll be much better into those other bigger index. Now, if you're looking at different returns in terms of um, one-year returns, you know, last year it looks like uh, it was down about 19% or 20% last year. So you're taking higher risk and you're not getting necessarily better returns. Now, I often say to people, I do say it in my book, um, and I often say it to people that uh, if you want to understand risk and also want to understand how to get better returns, go and buy the children's story called Aesop's Fables, if you've never heard of it. Uh, have a Google of it, but Aesop's Fables is a book with lots of little children's stories in it, but they've all got a moral to the story, so to speak. And the one that most people know is the one I'm referring to. It's called The Tortoise and the Hare. Um, and everybody knows the tortoise wins. Now, the the emerging companies index is the hare, and a lot of people try and outperform things and make money, quick money, and make better returns, thinking they're going to get better value in this, which is just like the hair in the, the acclaimed fables. And it doesn't actually work that way. It's, it seems to me, and as I've, if you watch me on the live show, on the live YouTube show on a Tuesday night, again, 7 to 8 p.m., you'll know that I quite often will say to people that the ones with the least amount of knowledge and the least amount of skill buy the worst stocks. 
And the, those people with the most amount of knowledge and the most amount of skills don't even trade this index or don't trade stocks within this index. So you, you've got to understand that uh, where we come from as professional traders and, and professional educators is um, we're not trying to be rude to anybody. What we're just saying to people, why are you trying to trade an area where we won't trade? Even with all our knowledge, all our experience, we don't touch stocks in here. So how would somebody with very little to no knowledge or very and very little to no experience how are you supposed to do really well in this sort of sector? And it is interesting. Like there's 139 constituents in this emerging companies index. And we're talking about stocks called like Avita Medical, um, Polynovo, Silver Lake Resources, one that, that comes up every now and again, Z1P or Zipco. Again, pretty much every week somebody asks me about that. Infomedia, IFM. Uh, stock codes IFM. People bring that up with me. Bubs was one of the people brought up with me only a week ago. BUB, it's consumer staples. Um, Alasia Gold, Rural Co Holdings, Integral Diagnostics. They're all stocks within all that and they're the big ones in there. Now, Z1P's done reasonably well. But the point is people buy into these. But how do you get out of them? And that's the real question I'd like to say to you is if you get in, how are you getting out? And most for most people, they might make some money on it and then they hang on to it and then they fall out of bed. And then it goes into being a good, from a good investment or good trade. It goes into being a long-term buy and hold where because you've lost your money. Now, to give you an idea of how the makeup of the sector is, we're talking about materials takes up about 22.7% of that. Uh, then we've got uh, information technologies around 14.4 to consumer discretionary about 14.3. So they're the big ones. So materials, um, healthcare 16.4. So I miss healthcare materials, healthcare information technology, consumer discretionary financials 7.8, industrial 7.4, energy 6.8, um, consumer staples 4.1. Communication service about 2.9, real estate 2.3, and utilities 0.9. So there we are, you're looking at the constituents on that index. But again, it doesn't matter what the constituents are. And, and some of the stocks that I see, and there's one I was looking at today for my um, Australian market report that I do for YouTube, and one of them, I think the trading of it for the whole day is like $15,000 or something like that, uh, one that I was looking for. Now, to me, as I, get, I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude to anybody, but if you think, if, you do, if you've not really got a lot of knowledge on the marketplace, and if you think by trading these stocks that you're going to make a lot of money, then you need to go and have a chat to the person standing in front of the mirror because it's just not going to happen. The, the, the probability of somebody making money out of these stocks with very little knowledge is exceedingly rare. You might pick one that might do really well and you might make some money out of it, but you'll give your money back on the rest of them. And that's generally what happens. People might pick up one like a Z1P, make some money out of it and go, well, you know, I put $1,000 in, I've made $10,000. But then that $10,000 will go into other stocks like Z1P that will are perceived to be like Z1P and you'll lose your money on that, and uh, all that will happen is you'll get frustrated. Education is always, always the first step um, in getting better returns on the marketplace, and um, whilst uh, these merging companies may be some of the big companies down the track, and they do, sometimes they very, very much do. Um, you know, Biota was one of these sorts of companies back well over 10 years ago. It was one of these sorts of companies. Very, very uh, illiquid, very volatile type of small cap stock. Um, all of these sort of small of these small cap stocks, the majority of them don't really get anywhere. Only a certain, very small percentage do really, really well. 
So to me, it's always about having a clear head. What's your goal to make money? Um, always think the actual price of the share, just because it's under a dollar, does not mean it's cheap. So if you think that, then get, you know, then get that out of your head. So to me, it's always about having the right process, the right plan, the right strategy. Once you've got that, then everything else falls into place, and it's really simple from there. Um, anybody who's uh, read my book, if you haven't read my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, get out and buy yourself a copy because all you need is a ruler, a pencil, and you'll do really well on the marketplace. And uh, we show people how to make 20-plus percent per annum without a lot of knowledge, just with a rule on the pencil. So get out there to bookshops, get online, grab a copy for yourself, and uh, do yourself a favour, as they say. Um, that's it for me for Talking Wealth for this week. I look forward to chatting with you next week. So for now, goodbye, good luck, take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab.